a lot of the issues with launching new car programs is the onboarding and management of those consumers. So we make that very easy, both through a web app as well as native iOS and Android apps. You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another Payments Innovation episode. This is your host, Chris D'Antuano with Currency Cloud. And today I'm delighted to have Brian Bonkowski from Turn. Brian, how are you? Good, man. Yourself? I am doing well, thanks. Appreciate you getting on the show today. No problem. Yeah, so Brian is the CEO at Turn. That's T-E-R-N. And what they do over there is enable global commerce. Brian, if you could, for our listeners, a brief background about yourself and how you ended up creating Turn. Sure. So we, we actually acquired a company called US Unlocked in 2015, which was a uh, was and is a virtual prepaid card for non-US citizens to buy US goods. And one of the primary reasons for us acquiring the company was their, their tech platform, that they were issuing cars to people in over 100 countries, onboarding those customers, doing the, the KYC, managing the AML considerations, doing all sorts of analysis on transaction flow, et cetera. And we thought that would be a very cool thing to have. So we, we acquired the company and have built out the technology to enable other people to launch other interesting prepaid and historic value programs around the world. That's really interesting. Now, did you have a brand before you acquired them or did you essentially turn you know this brand into Turn and, and kind of working from that? Yeah, so the, the two brands are, are Turn and, and US Unlocked. US Unlocked is our, our, is our consumer-facing car program and Turn is the, is the parent. Got it. And the way you, I guess, bring on, on customers and, and the platform you have, uh, you're essentially connecting the consumers into the software itself? So we're more of a B2B play. So we enable third-party brands and companies to, to launch their own prepaid and store value programs. So we have an, an, both a, an API-driven approach where we can you know, give you access to our APIs and connect to, uh, to issuers and processors to establish new cards, fund cards, manage cards. We also have a uh, kind of an off-the-shelf web interface if our B2B customers want to leverage our tech and our, our web front end. Uh, they can have kind of a, uh, we call it program management in a box. So a lot of the issues with launching new card programs is the onboarding and, and management of those consumers. So we make that very easy both through a web app as well as native iOS and Android app. Got it. Yeah, very similar to what we're doing in regards to the international B2B payment space. For sure. uh, very similar in, in, into the card program managing. And, you know, there's definitely a lot of interest uh, within this space that we're seeing uh, in regards to, to uh, the card uh, program. And if you could talk about, a, I guess, crossing borders. So you said U.S. unlocked. So how does a customer go about getting into the U.S. space without being, I guess, a U.S. resident, so being issued that type of card? So I think that's so US Unlocked, again, is our, is our consumer-facing card. It's, it's a very, very specific kind of niche card program, specifically for cross-border e-commerce. Turn, as a platform, is a, a you know onboarding, off-boarding, card management, program management platform. As far as issuing cards in cross-border situations, there are you know, certain things to, if you think about the, the issuing world being broken down to the, the network, the processor, and, and the issuer is the actual issuing bank. The, each of these, I guess, modules or, or, or vendors in, in the card issuing space 
each have different parameters and how they work. As a, for instance, Visa and MasterCard networks, because they are, are global, have specific parameters around um, what issuing banks can issue cards to consumers in their region. Whereas like a Discover that only issues cards in the U.S. does not have those parameters. And newer players to the market, to the global market, like a, like a Chinese Union Pay, for instance, are breaking down those barriers even more with a lot more flexibility in issuance across regional, et cetera. So when you created Turn, now to establish these types of, I guess, parameters with each of the different networks prior to creating Turn, did you see this going to the market by yourself? Did you see the challenges within this space that you could really help other people of interest uh, like yourself to, to tackle these type of markets? We did, yeah. We had our, our finger on the, the cross-border e-commerce game for, for quite some time. My, my experience prior to being on the issuing side of the transaction was more on the acquiring side, being the founder of, of ROI Payments, which is a global consultancy for basic processing relationships and technology, but understanding the limitations of, of merchants on the acquiring side to accept cards that are issued from other regions or to ship goods overseas. That was one of the, the footholds to make us want to review this, this cross-border e-commerce opportunity, which is why we, we eventually ended up uh, acquiring US and Mom. Within the space, in, in your platform itself, do you guys issue the physical cards, virtual cards, or, or what types of solutions do you have through the platform itself? Yeah, we do. So we issue both virtual and physical cards, and those cards can also can initiate the store value account. So uh, we have customers in the government space utilizing our, our cards for a, a closed-loop authorization. We have customers in the, the, the crypto space who just need to store value and, and move value from one party to another. So we don't really care what the, what the quote-unquote rails are, whether it's Visa, MasterCard, Discover, or a, some level of stored value. Um, we can provide those solutions, whether it's you know gift or prepaid GPR, general purpose reloadable, or payroll cards. Um, that was a, it's one-stop shop type of a setup. As far as the uh, virtual versus physical cards, we are seeing an, an advent of businesses looking to incorporate virtual cards into their, their business workflow. Some advantages of, of virtual cards over physical cards is you can ins- issue them instantly. They can have a lot more interesting uh, rules to uh, as far as like when you can use the card and, and how often you can use the card, volume threshold, all that sort of stuff. So physical cards do have the advantage, obviously, obviously of, of utilizing them in the physical world. And having you know cash access, getting ATM access uh, as a physical card, but virtual cards are, are definitely growing in popularity, and we see that growing even more with the uh, the introduction and and use of, of Apple Pay and Android Pay. Like, yeah, and I think you know as the trends are, are moving forward with the, the sort of less is more type of mentality, you know, being able to store that and with other multiple devices or, or things like that seems to be totally. the way the trends are moving now. It, what I guess in capabilities, as you mentioned, you know, one's virtual, one's physical within store purchase apps, uh, being able to get cash. Are there any specific things you cannot do, I guess, with the virtual card, irregardless of cash or, or uh, physical location? No, I mean, I think I think virtual cards have, have a ton of flexibility. You know, we're, we're seeing business use cases like our friends at privacy.com. They utilize a, a virtual card to basically allow people to anonymously shop in any instant, and they're actually issuing a card at that time of sale for that specific amount and sending it to that specific merchant. So 
you have a you have a ton of flexibility with virtual. I don't I don't see any limitations. I think the non-cash access is a huge limitation. So yep. utilizing a, a virtual card for like a remittance program, which we're seeing a lot more um, use cases of, is not really useful because there's no cash access. Now, what about the? I guess I'm interested to hear the proposition with the issuer. Is it a different conversation between virtual and physical? Or those the same conversations to be able to get started or begin getting issued those those accounts? Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a very similar conversation. It's going to come down to what's the what's the use of the card, how is it being issued, who is it being issued by, who is it being funded by. So if it's a one funder that's issuing a number of virtual cards, then the issuer is basically going to underwrite that that one funder where the where the where the, the funds are originating. If, if, however, you're offering a, a card product where people can fund the card themselves or can move money themselves, then you're talking a, an extra level of KYC and due diligence that you actually have to do on the end consumer rather than in like what we would call kind of like a corporate card program. Um, they would then, you know, fund all those cards from, from one account, in which case really only the, the primary KYC and due diligence is done on the funder. Got it. Now, in in regards to, I guess multiple multiple currencies, you know, for our listeners here, how do the prepaid cards differ from like a normal debit card or or a multi currency wallet solution? Is there any difference between between the cards itself? For sure, yeah. So you know, both Mastercard and Visa have their own, you know, kind of like rails for for multi currency, and uh, consumers are able to, and businesses are able to utilize those rails. They're just going to be paying a you know, a relatively high FX fee for the, the pleasure of, of utilizing those rails to transfer money. And that's actually how I would I found out about Bluecrest and Currency Cloud and, and decided to to mitigate some of that FX exposure and utilize the, the currency cloud rails to to lower that transaction fee for both the businesses that we support and the consumers underneath them. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, you know, what you guys are creating and in the transparency that both of us are providing, it's really for that end customer. And I think, you know, giving the access to to your technology in regards to a program manager, let's say, to be able to have these tools to get to market without having to be held to, you know, an infrastructure or this is, you know, the solution that you have to go through. There there are different options out there. And I think, you know, both of Turn and Currency Cloud are being that transparent backbone, as you will, to companies and businesses to be able to transact. Uh, as to prior, there wasn't there wasn't a solution, you know, like like that. So, and I guess for you guys, uh, you know, how do you go about uh, just determining the geography locations or different areas to, to go about and, and market yourself and, and get to market? So, I guess we're fortunate, and then most of our opportunities find us. But our a lot of our marketing is done through you know like the payment and, and technology channels. You know I think we're satisfying a, a relatively unique use case, uh, both domestically and internationally, um, of being a, a SaaS platform in the program management space. So we can connect to any issuer, really any any processor, and and act in virtually any geography or geolocation. So. You know, a lot of our projects are, are brought to us, you know, from, from one region, either trying to send money to another region or issuing cards in, in one region to people in a bunch of other different regions. And, but on the flip side, we also have some relatively standard domestic programs who just want to get up and running quickly. So we're, we're lucky that we have a very flexible platform that can 
And I guess to touch on, as you mentioned, you have multiple different issuers. You can connect you know, your clients to multiple different providers. Now, when you go out and, and select your vendors or, or add your vendors, do you have any pushback in, in regards to exclusive rights or anything like that in, in with, you know, with building your platform and making those connections? We don't, no. We're a, a technology player in the middle. So us adding a new issuer, typically they just see us as you know, potential new revenue from new cars being issued. The same, same thing with a, with a new processor, same thing with a network. So we're, yeah. we're just connecting the dots of you know, these, these various players around the world to you know, interesting companies who want to launch programs. Yeah, that's really important, I think, to tap on is that, and I think in the past, you know, we're kind of locked into one lane and, and, you know, introducing, you know, something like that to the end user to have multiple different options that you're providing is a huge advantage compared to, you know, different options that were available in the past. So it's really important, I think, to, to touch on that you're able to provide that, for, you know, for your end, end customer. Well, Brian, thanks for coming on the show today. It was really good information for our listeners that, that if you could provide you know, the best way to contact uh, yourself for, for our listeners. Yeah, sure. So you can uh, check out our website at www.turncommerce.com. You can email me directly at brian, B-R-I-O-N, at turncommerce.com. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Brian. This is really good stuff for our listeners. I know we'll be in touch soon. Enjoy the rest of your day. Awesome, dude. Have a good summer, Brian. Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless for a better user experience. Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at currencycloud.com. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.